I, I, I have to ask this and then you're going to be like, all right, you have to tell me. So <laughs> is there, a, I, cause I, the one time I went to your place, is there a, like, uh-huh. a, is there a gate code or anything to get into where you're at? Cause I remember it's kind of tucked away. So like, let's say, <laughs> let's say, let's, let's, let's give me the scenario. Yeah. Let's What's say, uh, somebody might, you know, be del- like you, you ordered something, you ordered a pizza and let's okay. say, you know, you're putting in your info and you're like, and, and, uh-huh. and the app you're using is like, so I got uh-huh. the address and it just wants to know their drop off options. Uh, yeah, uh-huh. direction. So you know, like if you were, yeah. how specific would you get? If I, if I was if I was ordering some type of food in a circular shape, sure. maybe yeah. a pizza. Okay, yeah, 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 or anything that maybe. might be to your house. It doesn't have to necessarily be edible, but it's spoiler alert. It's something you could eat. Oh, oh hey, hey, this is this is this is me trying to set up my appetite. <laughs> also hoping that it's not today. <laughs> Why? You don't know what could be going on at the house, man. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but if anything, it could be something for tomorrow. Um, no, there is no code. You you just show up. Hope you have the right spot. You go through the white gate, and you're there. Okay, that's what I figured. <laughs> that's what I recall. So I just you know want to make sure. I already I already like prepped Janique. I was like, I think he's trying to he's trying to be sneaky. <laughs> By he's trying to be sneaky by asking the most obvious questions when it comes to a delivery type. Yeah. Or he thinks he's I, did, I didn't say he's not being sneaky. Yeah. But it was or he's just gonna show up. <laughs> I know that'd be the worst part. You're like, dude, you better not just show up. I mean, it's a good thing we're zooming because I can tell you're still living. You know, you're not moving, but I just walk yeah, in with yeah. a laptop and a microphone. <laughs> you guys said it was like, quick. Come over. Said no, right? We said no, right? I know we're over tonight, right? Friends, I figured. (laughs) I got half of a vaccine already. Come on, it's good. (laughs) I just gotta let you go. I was gonna be like, that's the acoustic version right there. Oh well. Oh yeah. Welcome, hello. This is that's the only. What's way. up, mofo? What's up? That's the only way to start off this. Whatever, whatever this is right now that's happening. The, there is a plan, but from yeah. here on out, I'm, I'm. My energies are going to flow into you, and yours are going to flow into me, and then hopefully mm-hmm. into the ears of anybody listening, anybody maybe tuning in. Um, yeah. So I, I, because I love you, and I, and I trust you, and I, and I, as much of. As much as there is a plot to this event, and we can get into that oh, as okay. it comes, um, mm-hmm. and there is a purpose for the summoning, this is also just a, as we were kind of saying earlier, this is just a conversation between two really good friends, if I can use yeah, a, just, a descriptor. Just two so, guys. Just two, two guys. guys who, who, who might be in love, you know? <laughs> we'll let the world kind of observe our relationship and let them decide, but, you know, we, we're not going to run from it. You know, we will accept it if that's no, what people assume. I, I will. <laughs> I'll embrace that too because you know what? A popular, somewhat trendy phrase that has, I think, been birthed in the last year or so is is living your truth and something like that. Like live yeah. your truth, and, and 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 there's a lot of you know empowering movements that are taking place these days about people just accepting themselves. So I embrace the possibility that we might be in love. We've talked about. I, yo. We've talked about before how there are th- the idea of multiverses on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We talked about the concept of that. So mm-hmm. it's very plausible that if not this earth, if not this time in this plane that you and I exist on, there is definitely mm-hmm. an earth and a Royal and a Trevor that are in love. So yeah. I embrace the possibility that it's there and it's there. But, and- but also, also equal to that because of, of the balance of the universe, the way it all works there's also a definite world slash universe where we're either mortal enemies or we don't know each other even exists. Ooh. But the mortal enemies ones, I I would, I would much rather want to watch that. Ooh. Because here's the other thing with the balance of us, not even knowing we exist. We've, We've technically lived that truth. 
we've technically lived okay. that world. I'm with you. I'm following. It wasn't an, until the the streams came in too that we we you know bumped into each other and and you know 10, 10 plus eleven plus nine plus whatever the years are, man. I love it. Oh, I love think- exactly where your head is at right now because a couple of things. While we really get started, you should know if you're tuning in to the duo or anyone else that the uh, this is the Pie Guys, and what we are doing is something that we as a as a podcast have done on a few other occasions, and that's peel back the curtain a little bit, Dorothy, and 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 let's see what Oz really looks like. Let's see what the Pie Guys are Ooh. really made of. What ingredients go into this podcast? We did it with Shane yeah. the Train. We did it with Just Chase, and we're doing it now with the Royal Tut. The um, as I guess in, if in podcast terms, the if the uh, OG inductee of the rotation, but in my personal life, real life outside of the podcast terms, yes, somebody that I've known for a decade now, um, yeah. known of, and then over that time gotten to know. And you're uh, one of the, the best people that I know, and you mean a lot to me. So it means a lot that we're here doing this in a more black box feeling a more intimate setting a more you know one-on-one oh, yeah thing. man and it's we're still doing oh, yeah. it Listen, i got the fireplace in the background i know it's super intimate i'm sitting on a beanbag all of that yeah. you got to understand as well while we're doing this we are also streaming this conversation in the live sense on wow. twitch so uh at royalty know why we've shouted out your socials before and we are going to get into it if so if anybody is is teased by that that intro then I say join the ride. And I want to throw this out there while, again, before we really jump in, maybe that's up for you to decide, the listener or anybody that's tuning in, mm-hmm. to answer the question of are they in love with each other? Maybe by the end of this episode, we'll actually get to the bottom of that and we'll be like, there's a definitive Ooh. love there. And, and d- define it. love, define love for yourself. It doesn't have to be the, the Valentine's Day trope. It could be whatever. So we're going to get into it. But I also, in the, in the, in the sake for the sake of uh, I guess symmetry and balance, and because I've done a similar type of interview with Shane and Chase before, I kind of want to start it off on a similar note as I have those. So please indulge me if you will. Um, I've gone on record. I've gone on record on this podcast by saying uh, many times I'm a huge Joe Rogan fanatic, and I love things like Inside the Actors Studio. And I yeah. shout those two things out because they, in my mind, directly influence doing uh, an episode like this. Um, and something that James Lipton always did with the in- people that would show up on the Inside the Actors Studio is he would always start off with a few questions. So I want to, again, to respect and respect for that and, uh, and, uh, and respect for the long form one-on-one conversations that Joe Rogan always has. I want to kind of start things off thus. So... Uh, with no pre-warning, obviously I didn't tell you I was going to ask you these specific questions, but just flow with yeah. it, feel it, and, and just oh, baby. Okay, um, what is your favorite word? Man, oh, <laughs> that is certainly certainly a type of question that one would not think of, but one would have an answer for. Um, let, let me, let me really dig down into, into my, my core as far as what I, what I love about, and I'm focused on one word and I don't know if this is my absolute favorite word, but I'm going to flow with it. Cause that's what we're saying. That's what we're doing. And the word that I'm flowing with is Kamehameha. <laughs> okay. But here's, here's the thing though. It's certainly not a word that you can just use in everyday life. You know, you don't just go home like, yeah, man, yesterday I ran into, I got into an accident and man, that Kahamehe, like it doesn't flow easy. <laughs> yeah. But in moments of like victory, in moments where you, you want to feel powerful, in moments where you just, you just want to like that, that level up, that power up. Yeah, absolutely. I was just, like, when I think about working out, when I think about running track, um, when I think about like pushing past my limits, the Kamehameha is like that. You know what I'm saying? And not only that, I'm pretty sure it was certainly a word that I focused on 
with my daughter mm. to get her to say it. To get her to, to I, I had I had her say it and I had my son say it, and we have moments where we put our hands together and for no reason we charge it up and we do a kamehameha. <laughs> But it's it, there's a bond there, obviously, and and yeah. Kamehameha. You know, that was I will admit I was not expecting. I, I didn't I didn't have an expectation. <laughs> personally. I wasn't like always oh, going to say this, but I wasn't. I, there was no way I would have ever guessed that. But I love that because it's maybe something somebody else has heard of. I'm sure and maybe identifies with, but uh, yeah. it's unique to you. There's a unique personal uh, experience with that word, and you're passing it on. So. I love that you just shared. And, and not, not only that, like, as I've done character, you know, I've, I've done SpongeBob. I can put it on the table. I've been telling people I don't care anymore. Um, <laughs> when guests come into the park and they have a Dragon Ball Z shirt on, yeah, you damn right. I form the Kamehameha with my hands. And, and it's a thing. I'm not saying it, but inside, how am I feeling? And that's mm. that's why it's one, it's, it's one of the favorites. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love that, man. Um flip side of the coin do you have a least favorite word i think i think this one all right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think this one is more on more of the religious side and more of uh something that i learned from my mom and it is the word hate mm. my mom always told me that that it's an ugly word that you shouldn't you shouldn't hate something so oftentimes, if whenever I'm talking, I'm like, man, I hate. Well, I don't really hate because how do you define that word? You know what I mean? How do you define that you hate something? And when, the more and more I think about it, it's just like, man, I don't, I guess I don't really hate anything. And then that, that is an ugly word. It is a, a strong word to use for a feeling. Even, mm -hmm. even if in the moment you're saying it towards a person, man, I, I, I hate you. You know, some times are gonna go by, some years are gonna go by, and you think it back on it, it was like that. Did I hate that person, or did I just like dislike how they made me feel at the time? Because now I'm I'm more mature. Now I'm older, and me being me, because I'm not saying that you know no one really hates anyone. Because yeah, certainly that happens. But me being me, I don't want to hate. Mm -hmm. So I would say you using that word is anytime I say it. And I don't even feel good about it, it the time that I, I may have said it. Because if anything, the feeling is more anger than it is hate. Mm. I, it's interesting. You bring up something about the idea of hating a person on a chance encounter. And that's a, as much as that word sucks, right? We can all be like, I, I, I hate hate or I hate that feeling or whatever, or the anger that, it, that hate is naturally associated with. Almost everybody universally understands it. Everybody understands feeling hate. And yeah. and we can all, I'm sure, draw upon memory of being in the, on the freeway or being in a line somewhere or wherever, insert random chance encounter. And yeah, like you said, somebody does something to you or quote unquote to you. Somebody does something and now ugh, I hate that fucking person i hate that person for yeah. what they did and that person is immortalized to you forever as that asshole that did that thing in public that i don't like disregarding yeah. entirely the thing that actually makes them a person but you know what i mean if you go down that rabbit hole of of what that kind of means and how many people now do we do that with on our daily lives whether it's somebody we see on tv or on our phones etc and then conversely there's the opposite side, I think, of the people that just by sight give us those serotonin drops or whatever you want to call it. They they they, they make us feel good. But yeah, the the mm -hmm. idea of hate is a that's a that's an open ended one for sure. We could definitely ex expound on that. So because it's your least favorite word, maybe we should shift from that. I, I appreciate your openness to that point. Uh, to continue with these questions, what turns you on? Ooh, all right. All right, wait, let's break that down. Break it down. Let's break that down. <laughs> Are we talking in a like an, an emotional high? Or are we getting nitty gritty and we mean sexually? <laughs> I need I need it, to know from me. <laughs> I, I will leave that completely open to your own discretion and your your decision <laughs> on, on how much you want to share. I, I will put it this way. I as far as Chase and Shane have sort of done it, 
I think they both took it in two different directions. That, that can be what dealer's choice. You know, a turn on obviously isn't just a physical thing. It could definitely be an intellectual thing or a spiritual thing. So yeah. whatever the initial like, I think moment that that means to you, feel free to run with, you know, what, what turns you on. I mean, I would, I would say to speak from a mature level, because obviously, you know, as a, if you were a teen, the first thing you think is sex, but to speak on a mature level as an adult, that's who we are you know we we want to we want to always operate at the highest level of our mm -hmm. intellect <laughs> um yo that positive energy and that that support the being i'm trying to use the right vocabulary is it altruistic where you're you're, you're just doing things that from the goodness of your heart not not expecting yeah. anything in return yeah um all of that, man. It's I, 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 one, I love when I see people doing good just because, and then two, you know, when, when people, when people support me in the areas that I want to grow on, that, that is a huge turn on. And, and it's yeah. not a support as in like, oh man, I want to support you so that when you made it, like I can ride with you, but more so like, yo, you doing your thing. And I see that I see I see the growth and I see that you can be something great. Mm -hmm. um, just, just earlier today, I got, I got two things that I want to speak on about, about that type of um, situation. Um, but earlier this week, my friend hit me up and was like, Hey, um, would you be comfortable being a stunt coordinator for a non-union BET show? Yeah, for the, for the audience that are listening, Trevor's like perking up, his eyes getting wide, and that that was yeah. the same feeling. I'm like, oh, whoa, oh snap, like that's huge. Now, obviously, me being me, like I'm not gonna say, nah, I'm scared. It's like, nah, that's one. It's a challenge. Two, I know my capabilities, but the turn on point that that we're talking about is that someone else sees the potential in me to offer me an opportunity because they believe in me. And that's, that's that push of energy that I'm just like, that is an amazing feeling to know that someone else thinks that I can do this. And just with that alone, that makes me go, yeah, hell yeah, I can do this. There's another story to how everything kind of just went down, but um, yeah, that something like that. And then the second thing is I came across this, this meme or this picture about, um, about the grocery cart theory. And the grocery cart theory is when you get your groceries and you get to put them all in the car and you take them to your car, do you return it to its location or do you just leave it? Because the test is no one is going to get mad at you. You don't get in trouble. You don't get fined. No one is going to think you're a terrible person. So actually, no, someone might be like, oh, that piece of shit. Like, why didn't they return it? But nothing, there is no full consequence. Or because you're just a good person, do you return it? Do you offer it to the next person? Do you walk it all the way back to the front of the store because that's where all the carts are at? And I, I saw that and I was like, yo, that's, that is huge. That is a huge like, way to define someone as a good part of society. So it's it's kind of like that. I, I think from now on, when I, whenever I'm questioning people like to define their character, I'm be like, "Hey, yo, man, do you return the grocery carts or <laughs> fucking here, here, and and cheers to that?" I second, <laughs> third, fourth, and fifth that on down the line. That is a sort of classic example. You're very right and true about that. I would agree that uh, it's the it to quote whatever meme or gif is out there. It's what you do when no one's looking like how do you treat yeah. people when no one is watching like how do you treat people who can't who you can't benefit from you know what i mean because obviously mm -hmm. certainly out here certainly in this industry um but in general there is the potential at any moment that someone might do something for you but their motives are not altruistic their motives are are purely bent around what can i get out of it so the mm -hmm. shopping cart example is perfect because you're right if you leave it there you're, it's not a big deal obviously a lot of people arguably most people do but if you brought it back that's it's it kind of fits into this sort of circle of life 
uh, like wheel that we're all connected to in a society, you know, like mm-hmm. learning that means it makes the person who has to go wrangle their job a little bit easier. And maybe yeah. the domino butterfly effect of that is if their job's a little bit easier, maybe they're in a little bit better mood. And then what's the, what's the ongoing effect of that? So all that to say, I hear you, bro. And I couldn't agree more. I think that's great. The shopping cart thing is perfect. And I get you with turn ons. You kind of covered it with, with, with turn off. So we don't have to, to necessarily dive into that. But this last question for now, what sound or noise do you love? I think, I think I know what your answer is going to be. And obviously I don't want to say it ahead of time. I think I know I'm in my mind. I've, I've already got an answer, but what sound or noise do you, the Royal Tut love? Dang, son. <laughs> the thing about the the thing about these questions is like because due to the fact that this is a podcast and I want the audience to be like l- intently listening, I don't want to leave us a, a gap long enough for me to think. <laughs> like I want to just hey, just shoot off. We can always put sound. in an ad break right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can edit it. It's cool. Be, feel it, baby. Yeah, yeah. You right. You right. All right. Let me let me. What sound? do i love what oh the sound of the tree being what (laughs) what sound do i love You want me to say what what I think what I think you were gonna say, and I don't want this to be like I'm answering for you. But while you're obviously still feeling it and pondering it, um, let me ponder. I, I I was thinking you were gonna say something and and resonate along the lines of laughter because I know that for me, that that's gotta be it. And maybe that sounds a little cheesy or corny, but it's it's the truth. Like j- even just hearing laughter that I'm not associated with eventually makes me feel good and laugh. You know what I mean? So just on the on mm-hmm. the of hearing somebody laugh i could hear somebody some neighbor laugh maybe out in the, and it's a funny laugh in the middle of the day and that'll like make me go oh man I, that was a great laugh and then of course being able to supply that being able to make people laugh and elicit laughter out of people of course is like a great mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. for sound so knowing you knowing the way you are with people knowing how social mm-hmm. you are how how gregarious and 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 for the record i mean i'm not trying to blow you up but i've been around you enough to know i should say around you around other people also enough to know how you are the way people gravitate to you the natural energy you put off um it's all it's all extremely positive and you're just a, one of the genuinely like good people that i know again to echo maybe what i was saying earlier so to me that that seems to jive but i don't know what how, what are you feeling with a with a noise or a sound i mean hearing you say that now it does certainly take me back to working at Universal. Mm-hmm. And, for, and for people that, I'm sure people are aware, but being a year from, from that location, like, yeah, I have definitely forgotten. I've forgotten it. Um, granted, I have my kids and I have my wife and, you know, th- that does fill the void. But yeah, you're at, you are 100% correct to say, I love the the sound of an audience laughing whether whether it is me or not me because yeah it it has that we did something good mm-hmm. we changed we changed someone's mode we changed someone's mood to where for for that second they have forgotten everything and they're only focused on that that moment yes and this this isn't this isn't me agreeing just out of of the fact that i run out of um, that I don't have any thoughts because I, I did have a few thoughts in my head. But th- when you the, hearing you speak about it and me thinking about the experiences, yeah, I, that's that is something that, and that's both of us. But we would thrive on. Well, that that's why once, I said once it, you know that they're they're linked in, you're like, all right, they're paying attention. How much further? Yeah, well, <laughs> can this thing run? <laughs> we both, yes, obviously know that, and then know that I think in 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 the same moments, having worked with each other, because yeah, that that is why I mentioned it, why I like so bravely was like, I think I know what your answer might be, because because I do identify with that that idea, the concept, and I know that you and I 
there there is even if it's maybe never fully gone spoken uh to up to this point to this actual recording you and i have always clicked and gotten along yeah. i think really well and have felt like sort of birds of a feather for lack of a better term oh yeah it's, it's like you know you just you just you just jive with certain people gel with them whatever phrase you want to use and that's always kind of been the case once certainly once i think we started working together so just to again to know you know the the way you are with people when people aren't necessarily watching because yeah, that that is the i guess unique flip side to being a performer being somebody like yourself and myself who have performed in front of live crowds and then obviously done things that's been filmed um, there is that side of you that does it for the job, for the calling, for the whatever. But yeah. uh, there's also the side that you know that's off camera, and in on some level, I, I, I mean this to sound as a compliment. There almost isn't a difference with you, and and on you know you could somebody could be like, hey, I'm a I'm a I'm an actor, I'm an artist, man, I'm different from my roles. I don't mean to say you don't. You're not different in your roles, but there is this an innate mm -hmm. quality about you that that regardless of the role you're playing attracts people. Yeah. No, I I I was told by our good friend Elena, shout out to Elena, what's up, girl? Shout out. That she told me once that I have my superpower is that I'm able to walk into a room and make people feel like things are gonna be okay. She says that I, I am magnetic and people are drawn to me. And that's something that I just naturally have. And that is a, that is a huge compliment to hear, to know that. I mean, obviously, I'm not, you know, there's not a big bravado about it. I don't walk in with my chest puffed out like, all right, y'all, you know what time. All right, no, let me, let me take the back. Sometimes I do walk in like that. But <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> in, in a, sometimes you have to, okay? Sometimes you got to take charge, baby. Falls. <laughs> but but that's what I mean. Like I, I am very much comfortable with walking in to make sure that you know people are in a positive uh, mind state. And if they're not, then I'm not going to make a huge deal out of it. Maybe later on, like on the side of like, hey, like you know, I noticed your energy was up and down. Like, are you okay? And and I think that's that speaks more to that speaks more to my heart and wanting to empathize with whatever's going on with someone else. Um, but not to get too invested in in that, you know what I mean? Because that that's when that the step goes a little bit too far. But empathizing in a way to make them feel like I'm here for them. It all makes sense, truly. And when you think about these questions, I think there is a, a commonality amongst them, not just frivolous, what's your favorite word type things. And there's you've obviously put thought and feeling into it. So when you go back to what you were saying earlier about about hate and just the way you sort of it's like the opposite end of a magnet, right? That repels it. You ever flip mm -hmm. a magnet over and try to stick it? It's like it just won't. So hate All the time. the opposite end. The, the flip side of the magnet that connects it is that genuine connection and uh, for people regardless. And again, yeah, that just sums up, I think, what I've been trying to say uh, nicely. And you're, you're a, good, a good scope for anybody that, might again, might be listening and doesn't maybe know the royal that well. Um, Maybe this is giving you a little bit of a better insight. Before we continue, though, I say, yeah, we, I say we take a moment to acknowledge the fact that there should be something coming to you soon. So maybe this is <laughs> this is a spot. This is a spot when we can't certainly put in an ad break and and just pause yeah. it for now. Uh, maybe pause the stream, or I don't know. I don't know on on your end, but there's about. I'm getting a notification that it's a one minute away. So in okay. the event, in the event that I have to like answer the phone, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, I, I was oh, thinking it'd be great. It's going to be great that they're going to be calling you going, Hey, Trevor, we're trying to find this place. Yes. But there's can like, like a building. Can you give us a description of how to actually get there? Right. I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for the guy to be like, Hey, I can't find it. Can you come out? And I'm going to be like, no, nah, I can, but you'll still never see me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, no, nah, no. Nah, for that moment, I'm going to walk out. Like, hey, what's up? I'm Trevor. <laughs> Just a couple of octaves down. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to check them out, they are on, uh, they're on Spotify. That's where I go to listen to, but anchor is also another place. If you're, if you listen to the con artists, um, how I go to anchor, I'll probably drop a link um, here in a little bit if I can find 
magic hands, chocolate, Reese's, peanut butter, polar pizza yes. from Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Thank you, my man. I, 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 well, you're welcome. First of all, you're welcome. Um, per the occasion, I wanted yeah. to try to spring something on you. So, no, uh, no, but, but there's I a caveat that. to it. There's a caveat to it. We have a recording of you in one of an earlier Pie Guys episode, uh, uh-huh. telling your wife, telling Janique that like, you wanted pie for your birthday. So, yeah, I couldn't find pie, I couldn't find a place to deliver <laughs> a pie. So, I figured this would be a next best, uh, substitute because on, okay. this pod, on this podcast, we've tried and we've shouted out the polar pizzas, and they are uh-huh. bomb. They're probably one of the favorite things that Shane and I have ever had. So, and Reese's, you can't go wrong with that. So, I don't know if that's, you know what I mean, if you're going to love it or you're going to hate it, but I figure that's the best way right now, given the state of 2021 and living out here, that the Pie Guys can yeah. try to send you a birthday gift. So, I hope you enjoy, and maybe you can uh, shout out. Maybe you can shout out just how you're feeling about it, and give it a rating whenever you, whenever you feel, whenever you fully digested. So, so to you know, how how about that ad, huh? <laughs> how about that ad? I got some octaves, baby. No, this is this is really cool. I didn't. I was not expecting a pie per se um it, the thing is I, like i just took a bite and my mouth is legit still watering and i'm trying not to like get all the saliva in my like my, my cheeks my, i'm just like all right let me just keep rinsing keep getting it out of the way uh no this is very unique because i don't i don't think i ever had a polar pizza I didn't know they were. A thing. I don't think I ever, I ever had one. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know they were a thing until literally was browsing these delivery apps, and we were we were again we're looking for something to eat, and we like for anybody the uninitiated out there, we like to try to highlight a different pizza place or a different place that serves pie, and obviously in in the in this post pandemic world, uh, that becomes increasingly more difficult. So we've had to lean on on some of the same brands and places, but one of the ones that I have no issue leaning on forever is the Baskin Robbins Polar Pizza. So it is still thematic with either pizza or pie, and uh, so I'm glad you're you're getting to finally enjoy it. Um, now it looks like you've frozen. Can you hear me at least? Are we? Do we have another ad? Am I frozen or are you frozen? How, how much has been frozen? Because now, oh, right in the middle of the stream. We crossed too many streams. I, I blame Postmates. <laughs> but you you oh legit just like as you were talking, everything just slowed down, but you were still moving your mouth. And then I also started talking. So on the Zoom meeting, and I'm pretty sure it's all you saw it on your end too. I'm moving normal speed, but your end isn't. I'm just like, it's freaking me out. Yes. <laughs> we, we're back, though. We're back. But that's, I guess, kind of the fun <laughs> of doing something live. I mean, the people streaming it might have seen some something weird. But uh, mm-hmm. that echoes something we were talking about earlier with just not not feeling like you really ever know what we're doing. And let's be real, though. Technical difficulties in the Pie Guys, they go hand in hand. We, we've, yeah. I think we have a somewhat well-documented history of unplugging the cables and not having good connections and, and having to put filler in there. Like, like you're, like you're aging and you live in Hollywood. You know what I mean? So let's get back into it. Uh, you're still eating the polar pizza, which is awesome. Um, but more importantly, we're getting in, in more into you and into what makes you, you. And over the course of all of the things we've been saying in this episode that we can hear at least uh, <laughs> over the course of that, you said a few things that made me again directly think of how I know you and allow me to go on again as as I do but I want to make a bit of a confession we we um we introduced something earlier in the podcast life of this of this show um called the pie guys confessional so I I want to take a moment to go into the confessional with anybody lit watching live on Twitch and anybody, of course, listening, bearing witness that 
I'd known you for a long time. And, and the mm -hmm. context of me knowing you is we worked together in the same place. We both did a job many moons ago at, at Universal Studios Hollywood, the theme park, for their Halloween Horror Nights event. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's just the background. Um, you were one of many people working at the, what they call the Terror Tram. I was working there. I knew who you were. I think you knew who I was just as a visual person. I didn't really know you. And, and then over the years, you became a familiar face. So after that first year of working together, I'd see you again. Like, oh, that's the guy that I remember working with, blah, blah, blah. We never really talked. We didn't really become, I wouldn't say friends. We're always friendly, but we didn't yeah. really know each other and probably for at least a few more years down the road. But mm -hmm. you were one of the many faces that I would always see during HHN. Um, but I guess I should say one of the few that I, I remembered and recognized, et cetera. And we were always cool too, for the record, you were always friendly. And I remember the year you got into the Bill and Ted show. Shout out, oh, yeah. shout out to what is this? 2013? Is this 2013? Mm -hmm. Okay. 2013, baby. So, uh, quite a few years ago now. Um, uh, and it was the infamous last run of the Bill and Ted show, was it not? So, so that fun the, fact, uh, shutdown year. <laughs> speaking of shutdowns, yeah, the, you guys were shutting down before it was popular. Uh, <laughs> the Bill and Ted show was a thing that Universal Studios used to do. The Royal, you were in it. My whole point of all of this is to say, I remember being jealous and envious and entering into that realm of potentially hating you. I'm not saying I ever had mm. that thought, but earlier you were talking about the idea of hate and the concept of, of like just what if somebody does a thing and you don't know them or, or, or comparing yourself to other people, et cetera, and all these other things. And I guess that's my confession is I don't even think intentionally. There was never an intentional thought in my mind. Like I, I am comparing myself to this guy but I think mm -hmm. consciously I did because, again, the, the context is important. That's why I was belaboring all that stuff before because in my mind, from my experience, you and I were on the same playing field. We, we started doing HHN mm -hmm. at the same time, doing this, essentially the same job. Even if we weren't doing the same job, we worked the same area. So it was like, oh, yeah, that guy's one of me. He's just like me. And then now you ascended to this spot that not everybody gets to be in that show, as you can imagine. Only they hire a few people. And yeah. and so I was from afar watching somebody who I knew but didn't really know um, do these things, start accomplishing these things, and then thus the jealousy, the envy, and the hater aid. You know, that's where, that's where people become haters. People hate on other people when they accomplish something because I think sometimes they take it it's this weird way of processing it as if somebody else's success fucks with my own. So the fact that you might possibly hmm. go off and do that, you know what I mean? Like that's where I think it, it could eventually lead. So anyway, that's my long winded confession of being like, I always have liked you even before I knew you, mm -hmm. but you be, you went from kind of being somebody I liked from afar to being like, Oh, Oh, like now, what does that mean to me? You know, am I, am I threatened by you? Am I, mm -hmm. or, or, or conversely, am I inspired by you? Right. And, um, to, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would obviously lean more that way knowing you now. I mean, the history will, would say they're in love with each other. I don't know. That's still up for anybody to listen to. Like I have deep love and appreciation for you as a person and as a performer and respect. Um, but I do confess before I truly knew you, it was you almost all at once embodied all of that in a, in a singular moment. It, you know what I mean? And other people have throughout my life prior to that and since then, and probably will continue to, I think that's partly just being human, you know? Well, you, you get ready for, get ready for this. Okay. Cause I, I know you saw me kind of like, you know, when you started speaking on it, I was intently listening and I, I kind of had a pleasant look on my face because that is, absolutely a beautiful thing for you to say as as you know some people will take it as oh what you you hate no me but no i take it as it's a beautiful thing personally because 
on my end. This this is this is the Leroyal confession. This is the other pie guy confession. <laughs> I did I would do the same thing at times. Mm. And it was because of the fact that, you know, we are both in the same position. We're both equally talented men. And granted, Bill and Tez was amazing, but we, we know what happened with that. Um, but when I was when I saw you year one, and it, it was just like how everyone else would feel. You see these chainsaw guys. You see these chainsaw guys, and you immediately go, oh, fuck, I can do that. I can, I can, I can be safe. I can scare. I can be aggressive. I want to be the little guy with this thing. Uh, and this is this is just uh year one, not knowing like what chainsaw was about. I can be the little guy with this chainsaw and like scaring people like that. Um uh disclaimer, it's not about the chainsaw when once you start scaring people. It's it's one, yes, it's how you utilize it, but it's also equally your presence as a scare actor to perform. You give me a spoon and that spoon is gonna terrify someone. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It had to be said. It had to be said on record, baby. Um, but but even without our friendship, even throughout our our career and I guess, you know, uh professional rivalry it got to the point where after that and i wanted to do grinchmas and there you were and i'm just looking at you and looking at everyone going like i should be up there i should be able to do that why can't why can't i do that and and it it did turn into a little like i know i can do it and then even a step further the moment we we got into quarantine and you guys started pie guys Here's my confession. I got a little jealous. I sat there going, that's so great that they're doing this this podcast thing and I'm hearing them talk and I'm hearing them like share this bond and this experience. And then and then the last like little stone push was like why why didn't they reach out to talk to me about it? And it's it's exactly what you said. There is something human to wondering why you're not involved in something great and the reflection of going well obviously you know i'm not i'm not of that level and but then as you said inspired so to to counteract this feeling of being left out and instead of kind of just moping about about it or instead of just like distancing myself from you i asked you i was like hey how are you how are you doing it how are you doing your podcast? What what are you what is your setup? Is it easy? And the moment you told me how everything went down, I was like, cool. And thus con artist was born. Granted, the title and the discussion and the topics was already like formulating. It was just not knowing the know-how. And I think that feeling of 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 you know com- professional jealousy, not in the sense of like, well, I want nothing to do with him because he's better than me, but more in the sense of like. How do I obtain that? It's, it really isn't a hater thing. Like it, in in the initial processing moment, I think of feeling it, you might identify with, oh, I hate that feeling. But it really isn't truly. It 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 evolved into that is a good way of putting it, a professional rivalry, I guess, or jealousy, but more just an inspiration, more just pushing, like pushing me to want to be better. And and you you've said a number of things that make me want to to uh, go off on them real quickly, but one to, to expound on Grinchmas, for example, and I've, I've said it to you before and I've said it to other people. So I, I'm not trying to blow you up for the sake of the podcast or anybody watching. This is, you know, I, we're being as I think genuine and as real as, as it gets. Um, but I, I very distinctly still to this day, recall the set, not just the day, but I recall being on set with you during Grinchmas and seeing you do your thing, just seeing you be you, be the perf- unique performer that you are out on set doing that thing, making people laugh, bringing joy and shining and going, oh, that's a whole other fucking level. That's a whole other level. There's a way to, in my own, I guess, pretentious way of looking at Grinchmas, for an example, there's a way to do that job and be good at it. But there's mm-hmm. a way to do that job and take it to the next level. And that's what you represented in that moment. You weren't just doing the job. You weren't just doing the prerequisite. And and even though we're specifically talking about Grinchmas, apply that to anything. Apply that to anything you've ever done, 
any job you might find yourself in. It's, it's, it's the realization. It's the immediate come to Jesus moment of going, am I doing enough or am I doing just enough mm. to get by? You know what I mean? Am I, mm. am I, mm-hmm. I'm doing my job, but the Royals out here doing something else. And so to see that was, was, there was no ill will seeing that certainly not even at yeah. the time. Yeah, it yeah. was like, Oh hell yeah. How do I get on that ride? How do, what's the fast pass for whatever the Royals on? You know what I mean? Because I'm always shouting out things like the Clementine special and Dr. Green Thumbs. But whatever the Royals on, I want to get a hit of that. And and it's been that yeah, yeah, way yeah. over and over again with you. And I feel like on some level, if I've ever played a part conversely doing that for yourself with the podcast or whatever else, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the least I can do. To me, that's a that's a cyclical a reciprocal and healthy relationship to have. And and maybe we're yeah. not even at the end of the episode. Maybe we're not even at the end of this recording, but I'm going to go on record and say, I love you. I'm in love with you. I'm so, going to go on the record and I'm going to say, I'm in love with you too, man. Yeah. All right, look our hands out. People don't know yeah. it, but we're doing a virtual <laughs> well, I'm trying to right embrace now. you right now. That's the thing. Yeah, and, man. <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's a testament to, I think all of the things you've been, been saying and kind of what we've been touching on because you you were saying something earlier i'm not quite sure in the context of the recording but you were talking about this potential job offer and things like that and and wondering am i good enough for it and all of those thoughts have come to my mind as i not just my mind many people i'm sure have to deal with that but my point is yeah yeah i get confronted with that a lot and perhaps maybe no more so than in the wake of of the pandemic because uh, so everything gets stripped away, right? And so now you kind yeah. of can't identify. You were talking about being away from Universal for a year, so it's been a full year, contextually, literally, in our lives of of this thing that, for a lot of our lives, and for a lot of for the lot of the time that we've known each other, is the thing that's kind of defines us. You're almost defined yeah. by all you've done. So many things at Universal. You know, you've done so hats, many man. just at that place alone, just in the context so many hats. of working at Universal Studios, you've done so many jobs for them. It would be easy to distill yourself down to those things. Well, that's what I do. I'm this and that at Universal and I'm this, this, that sometimes. Nah, those are just jobs you've had. You know what I mean? This is kind of a, a, yeah. a this this quasi clean slate to start defining for ourselves and discovering for ourselves yeah. more what we are. and. And yes. that's what the podcast means. And that's why I'm glad you mentioned it. Maybe we can take a time right now to, to shout out uh, the, the con artist for a hot second and maybe take a, maybe plug the podcast right now and, and tell anybody listening why that, what that means to you, what doing that podcast means to you. And, and specifically, cause I know you could probably go off about cosplay, but. Oh yeah, of course. Pitch, you know what I mean? What does that mean to you? And what's the podcast about? You guys want to pitch on the podcast. The thing about it though. I know what it started as, but now I'm understanding what it's becoming. The con artists originally formed because we wanted to be that group to have a positive influence on the on the cosplay community. We wanted to be that group to showcase our thoughts on how a convention should go or how cosplay is supposed to be or what it means to be in a in a cosplay family. Because oftentimes we would see these people that go to conventions for the wrong reasons. Oh, I want to go to get famous. Oh, I want to go to get followers. Oh, I want to go to to be like the most seen person there. And we're just like, that's your message. That's the message you want to deliver to people that that's why they should go to conventions. So we we talked about it, we formed it. And we were just like, no, we go for we go for our friends, we go for our family, we go for the experience. Of course, we go for pictures, but those pictures are for our memories. Those pictures are for us to cherish as we get older and see the improvement from where we, where we started and where we are now. But now the more I think about the conversations that we've had, the con artist has become, um, it's become the the cosplay perspective because we don't just talk about cosplay. We, we talked about cosplay. uh, We talked about anxiety Mm. and what that means as, as a cosplayer. You know, we all go through different things outside of cosplaying conventions, but because it's the con artists, that's our main focus. But people don't know what it could be like being an African-American cosplaying a uh, a Japanese character, cosplaying an anime or a manga or a cartoon to to take the chance to dress up as something that is theoretically just different than their skin, 
but that feeling of being either rejected or accepted those are the constant thoughts that we we have to think about and that's why i say it's the it's the cosplay perspective because even if i take out ethnicity and focus on just someone being new to cosplay they could be thinking about how do i look do do i look fat do i look skinny do i look strong do i look weak those are the thoughts that goes through any first time cosplayer minds so with the con artists, we just want to be able to, like, like we're doing here, speak our truth, have some fun, and be able to share our experience within the cosplay community. Dude, I love it. I, I love the message. I love your passion for it. Because even though it's something personally that I've never gotten into, I will admit there's always been a part of me that's like, I would love to venture into it. And what better avenue... Yeah. And what better excuse to get into it than by knowing you and knowing of this podcast. So shout out to the con artists and, and yeah, may, may it be a celebration of, of the creativity and the passion that goes into it. And, it, and rather than appropriating something, it's an appreciation for it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, mm -hmm. you, you, you don't have to be, you know, of Jap Japanese to dress up and do the thing and, and honor it the right way. Like you can be somebody who's completely foreign to it, but still approach it with the same reverence. And, that's great. And in, in this day and age, that's a true, genuine, inclusive message. And I think I think if, if people can't get on board with that, then they got to check themselves. But I, I love it, man. And I love um, what you're doing. And I guess it, as a whole, that could just that, that's the short version of this episode is yeah. is the inspiration that you've brought to my life numerous ways and times over the years. And that's just another one of them. Um, I want to transition for this episode's sake. And I say we kind of round the turn and we hit the home stretch here. So I have, a, go. I have a few more questions for you. And then I have uh, one, I guess, more final surprise in terms of just showing love for you. So uh, teasers. Uh, um, mm -hmm. What is your favorite mm -hmm. curse word? Okay. All right. Um... <laughs> It would probably be shit because of the multiple ways you can use it and then the different ways you can say it. <laughs> so whenever whenever I'm I'm in my, my zone playing whatever game, uh, when, whenever it hits the fan, a lot of times, instead of, I'll, I'll say two things. I'll either say shit, 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 <laughs> or I'll say shite, oh, shite. Because there, there's something cool about saying shite. Shite. Because <laughs> like, like, like I texted you before and I said that like it's a self-censoring uh, stream. And even though shite, you, everybody knows what you're saying. Yes. But it's more fun to say. It is more fun yeah. because it's not obviously quite the word. But uh, shout out to shit. That's a, that's a one shout, that's shout underrated. And I will admit, fun fact, slight confession again, I guess. And I can truly recall this. I remember this. That was the first curse word I ever said out loud. Like that was the first Hell one yeah. I remember <laughs> saying with like this pride of like, I'm going to finally curse and you're going to hear me roar. You know what I mean? Like my, are you there? Did we, oh, okay. I almost thought we had a freezing moment again, but um, no, I'm still here. My, I remember my no, brother was, was like trying to coerce me. He was like, just say it, just say it out loud, say it out loud. No. And I remember thinking they're going to know dad's yeah. going to hear me. They're going to know. But it was like, just say it. And well, shit was that word. So there, there, is, um, there is power there. And you're right. There is flexibility to that word. So, um, okay, good answer. And the final question of these uh, sort of inside the actor studio inspired questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what other profession, though you wear many hats, I know, but what other profession would you want? if you did not have that that you have now? So my, my fallback profession is one of my, is actually my first job. I used to work at GC Services as a collections agent. You talked about this before in one of our recordings, okay. Yeah, and it, it honestly, at first being, being 18, doing that job, it is a terrible job. You don't know anything about the real world. You don't. You don't. You don't have loans. You don't have bills. I mean, you you could. You could, but for the most part, I did not. Right. So I don't know what it's like to have someone call you up and be like, "Hey, uh, we see here on your account that you're past doing your payment. 
would you be able to make a payment to bring yourself to current? And that person is just like, listen, I don't got no money, man. <laughs> what is it like to not have money? And now as an adult where, you know, we're in COVID and we're in the pandemic and lockdown and oftentimes, yo, that credit card bill that I'm supposed to be paying, I'm not going to be able to pay it. <laughs> so I've, I've gotten those calls, but I understand that that's what those calls are. Hey, my name is Jeff calling on behalf of Discover Card. And you were just seeing and looking at your account that you owe X amount of money and anything we can do to help, we want to bring you current. And I'm just listening going, ha, oh, yeah, 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 I remember, I remember this. And I, and I say this job because as I said in, during this podcast, that I'm a very empathetic person mm-hmm. and I let other people's feelings affect me. But as now that I'm older and I understand that that's what I do and I've done, I know how to control that a little bit more now. So I think I would be better suited for those type of calls to tell people, hey, this is Lee Royal with Capital One Auto Finance. And we see that you owe. <laughs> You've already got it down. I got it down, man. I, that script is is implemented. That's how, that's the first thing that you say when you start. So, and and the reason why I chose it because it's it's so different from entertainment, and because with entertainment that encompasses like a lot of professions, not just acting, not just stunts, not just theater. Streaming is a form of entertainment. Yeah. So of course I'm of course I'm not going to say something that that I know and I love, I, I got to choose something that I hated at first. So I, I hated it. There it I is. said it. I said the word. It. It's come full circle from the beginning of this episode to the tail end. That's the natural beauty and balance. See, that's why I leaned on you when I said earlier, I want to lean on you. You're going to guide me. All of that makes sense. I want to sort of pause where we're at in a esoteric level to admit somebody into this flow because we got to, mm-hmm. we got to give you the love. And, um, so welcome to the recording. Welcome to the Choo-choo. recording. Damn. There's Shane. Choo-choo. The train. Choo-choo. <laughs> Somebody's in the port, I'm doing, baby. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling the horn for anyone that's listening. I'm doing like the train. You're pulling the horn? Yeah. Is, is, that, is that pronounced correctly? Is that what they have? That's we'll make horn? it a thing. A t- hey, you know what? We'll, we'll make it a shirt. That's like an air horn. We were talking it's an earlier. air horn, right? Oh, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, we'll... Pull the horn, baby. Let uh, flip the signal. Let everybody know the train is coming. Um, we've been having a lot of fun. Choo choo, motherfucker! That's what, that's. What... <laughs> Damn, what's going on, guys? Well, so I I had a uh, polar pizza today. So did you, Hi, guys? Thank you. Yeah, man. So it was, how it was the chocolate Reese's like peanut butter? Oh, yeah. So you, you got, got the Reese's you got, one. You got the Reese's kind, which, which for the record, we've never actually had prior to this. So we were able to arrange a, yeah, a polar pizza to show up kind of in the middle of one of these recordings. We had, we had a slight Wi-Fi hiccup. So you didn't miss anything, yeah. Shane. It's just one of our normal episodes. Um, I'm not is, surprised by a Wi-Fi hiccup. I, that's funny. I, I just got back from uh, Blaze. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had Blaze Pizza again. Well, well, you're blazing and having Blaze Pizza is is perfect, perfectly thematic with the Pie Guys. Shane, uh, to kind of round out this episode, because we are unfortunately running out of time here, but, um, you know, this has been a, a little royal celebration. Um, we've been kind of showing. That's right. It's it, 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 literally, obviously, for your, for your birthday as well. So, uh, Shane, is there anything maybe you want to is there anything you want to say to the royal how about that i'll just um yeah well first off happy birthday to the man the not the myth but the legend the royal titanium tut (laughs) yay (laughs) that's a thing now (laughs) getting it tatted that's it that's it man titanium tut titanium tut yeah dude i gotta make a character named titanium now (laughs) dude you should you'd rock it you'd crush it (laughs) Maybe that's a comic we get to come up with and we can make on our own. There we titanium, go. You know? There, you go. And it's like there you go. Like Peter Parker, your titanium tut, I'm dude. Titanium tut. Or just there titanium. you go. Thank, um, you. Thank you. Yeah, man. Dude, happy birthday. And then it's so, fu- it's so funny because I remember the first time I met you, real quick. The first time I met you was at Universal. And I remember, like, I had seen you around. I had seen you around, like, around town, around the streets 
the back lot of Universal and everything. But yeah. I didn't know you, but I felt like I knew you. I was like, I feel yeah. like I feel like I know this guy, but I don't actually know this guy. I've never met this man before in my entire life. But I knew I knew who's I knew who's you were. I knew who you were. And everybody else seemed to know you. I'm like, everybody knows this fucking guy. I was like, but I don't know this guy. <laughs> I know of him, but I don't yeah. know him. And then yeah. I remember you came up to me. I remember one time I was it was it was in Scare Zone One in the back at the old the old character break room and you came right. up to me and you're like give me high five man you're like you know stance it up and you're ready like let's go high five and i'm thinking okay what's going on dude like and i'm set up for a high five and you're just like oh yeah get ready whack yeah, like ready. the yeah. hardest high five yes. i've ever felt in my fucking life dude Hell and i was yeah. like fuck dude Titanium, what was that exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> can i can i answer <laughs> I, I think I know what that was, uh, Shane. To 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 fill you in a little bit, and if you've been listening to this entire episode, you know what you channeled into that high five was the Kamehameha. That was the Kamehameha yeah, yeah, high five, and and you should Kamehameha. know that that's what the royal said his favorite word is when I asked him what's your favorite word, Kamehameha. And so it makes sense; it all comes together. And you were telling an oddly similar tale to how I first met the royal too. So it really ties in nicely. Um, really. <laughs> Yeah, really my superpowers. So, Dude, uh, it's... I'm magnetic, and I got a, I got a, a titanium high five. <laughs> yeah, dude. What, what? Bruce Lee had the one-inch punch. The royal <laughs> titanium tuts got the titanium, the titanium high five. five. The titanium... <laughs> oh, my goodness. The titanium... But it was that... And that's what I wanted, though. That's what... I, you guys don't understand how deep that high five runs. I When I started doing that... Yeah, I'm still feeling it. I told myself, and I told other people... There's going to come a time where I won't be able to give you a high five, but you're going to, you're going to remember it. <laughs> I guess I remember it, dude. I rem that was, yes, that was your introduction was that massive my legacy high five. And, but, and, and it's interesting because it's like that, 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 that's your staple. You know what I mean? Like yeah. nobody else does that Hell yeah. that I'm aware of. Well, I, you know I what I mean? I think it's well said, Shane, because if, if I can speak, I guess, for all of us in, in summation of this episode, I think something we've definitely learned about you, the Royal Tut, sir, is that you have not just a unique and special way of connecting with people, but you seek it out. You seek out a connection with people and that that shines through in many ways it shines through with the way you high five people it shines through with the way you engage with them and make them laugh it shines through with the stories you tell the people that you support the things that turn you on all of the above man and and yeah we love you um you can absolutely say you're the official fourth guy i mean like i've said on this record we've we've cast ourselves as the ninja turtles by the way so, so <laughs> oh, I, yeah. we gotta find out a way for the four of us to to make some sort of project outside of something like this happen uh, but I, I know, and this is why it's important to me to have you on and to dedicate this to you, is I know regardless of this podcast, regardless of any of the jobs we've done, have yet to do and will do, that you're going to be in my life for my life. So um, that's what's awesome. That's what is awesome about the the brotherhood we have going here. Uh, and Hell yeah. As we've said before, we're newborns as far as podcasting is concerned. So we need some. We, we, we need we need your loving and your supporting. So please, uh, you know, follow us, share us, subscribe us, shout us out, and uh, may we forever be striving to do that with other people like yourself, the Royal Shane, Chase, etc. That we love and the things that we love. That's that's honestly part of the. I think half the time what we end up talking about on the Pie Guys is things we love. You know, whether yeah. it's the food we're eating or it's the comic books we like, et cetera. That's just kind of what we end up talking about. So may it also serve to be a platform for us to to fan the flames as best we can of those that whose signal we we respect and, and want to boost. So you're you're at the top of that list, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, I still no, need you to teach me a backflip. I mean, nothing but time and opportunity, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> ah, dude, it's terrifying. It looks so scary, but you make it look so fucking easy. I'm like, this motherfucker just is walking to the vending machine, buys a bag of Doritos, and just backflips out of here. You're like, the Royal, uh, last words are your honor. Last words for this episode. Oh man, um, I would say that you guys, those that are listening, really have to feel the love within the ears that. We're not being superficial. We're not being surface level people. And I, and I really do appreciate that. I really do appreciate any time 
I can come on and we talk and we have these discussions. Trevor, you have a wonderful way of bringing up those questions to make you go, oh, damn, like that's a, that a deep question that most <laughs> people wouldn't really think of. And, and in respect to everyone else, you guys all have a nice balance. Shane's the one that's just like, yeah, I'm going to give you to you how, you know, it happened in my life because you're not going to believe it. But nah, it went exactly like this. <laughs> Shout out and to then, the sexy you know, Shane tales, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we have Chase, who's just like, I love the balance between, oh, I'm going to combat like everything he has to say about Batman and the Dark Knight and all of the Batman begins, like anything with doing without those movies. And we are a, a great equation of what makes a podcast amazing to listen to. And I'm saying that on the table. And if you disagree, you can come virtually fight me and we'll, we'll hash it out. And I'll, I'll list all the moves. You won't even know how to like counteract any of the things I'm saying. <laughs> come get some, baby. Come get some. <laughs>